<laughs> All right, let's do this. Episode 78 right now of Wall of Sound up against the wall. My name is Brownie and I'm your podcast host. You can check out everything we do with Wall of Sound. Just search for wallofsoundau.com online. And on social media, you can find us at Wall of Sound AU on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Go get involved with the Wall of Sound community and uh, take a look at what's going on at Wall of Sound HQ. Today, I am absolutely stoked to reveal that I have Tony Campos from Static X on the show. Now, this is a band that I've been wanting to talk to for so many years now. Obviously, they talk about the past and history, and I never in my right mind imagined that I would ever get the opportunity to talk to the band again, let alone them coming to Australia for an anniversary and memorial tour for the late frontman Wayne Static. You better believe I'm going to go over everything you want to know about this tour. Is it a cash grab? Are the right intentions there? And how did they go about finding someone to take the place of such an iconic frontman like Wayne Static. Everything you want to know about this upcoming tour will be answered, so make sure you stick around for that interview a little bit later on. Plus, I've got new stuff on the way for Bare Bones. Yes, the Sydney Riff Masters are back with a brand new song. I'll let you know what it's called and when you can catch them very soon. But right now, it's uh, not often that we have to do this, but I have to stop and pay our respects to Dave Mustaine, who unfortunately revealed to the world this week that sadly he is battling throat cancer. Now, he has revealed the fans that the doctors have in place a plan that's 90% successful, and he's going into it to do his absolute best to overcome it. Now, you would remember in the past, Bruce Dickinson from I Maiden also suffered from cancer as well on his tongue, and he made a full recovery, so everyone is getting behind Dave from Megadeth and uh, sending him the best wishes to help him stay positive during this battle that he's got coming up. Unfortunately, the band have had to cancel a whole bunch of shows for 2019, but they are still working on album number 16. So looking forward to see what they do and hopefully Dave gets back on the mend very soon. But right now, let's pay respect to the man and legend that is Dave Mustaine and the band Megadeth. This is Sweating Bullets on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. Possession. Hindsight is always 2020, but looking back, it's still a bit fuzzy. Speak of mutually assured destruction. Nice story. Thinking it's my fault And stay an inch or two at a kicking distance Mankind has got to know His limitations And across the board Like a monster 
one of the best bands in the world to do industrial metal with ease and precision. That's Fear Factory on Wall of Sound up against the wall. Another band from back in the day would have been Cold Chamber, but unfortunately they're not doing anything much nowadays. They did get back together back in 2011 to 2016 for a string of shows, but that's about it. Nothing has really happened. I think uh, Des Fafara is focusing all his energy into Devil Driver nowadays. So if you want to catch that man in legend, you better make sure you see the guys when they tour Australia in August. But right now, I want to take you back to the year 1997, to the very first album that Cold Chamber ever released. And this was the very first song on that album, which was produced by Jay Gordon from Orgy. This is Loco by Cold Chamber, a wall of sound up against the wall.
will. Ich will. Ich will. Stein and Wall of Sound up against the wall. They're touring overseas right now. No dates have been announced or even hints on if they will be returning to Australia anytime soon. 
Now, there's a bit of speculation getting about throughout the industry right now that they will come back down for a music festival to ease themselves back into the Australian market, considering the fact it's been so long since they were here last time. And I'm sure one of the last times they were here was for Big Day Out. So they haven't done a headline tour in Australia for a few years. Hopefully one of the music festivals jump on them and we see that stage show that they bring with them every single time they come to our shores. That'd be great, won't it? Talking about tours, we're going to see Dark Angel reforming and making their way down under for the very first time in September. Now, these shows are being dubbed as a very limited number of appearances. So if you haven't seen the band before or you've been waiting all of this time to catch them, this will be the only time to do it. Get your tickets through hardlinemedia.net. And Cradle of Filth were only here last year, but they're making their way back down under again to play their iconic album, Cruelty and the Beast. Now, it's not an anniversary tour, and it's not anything in particular for why they're doing this. I just think it's one of the fan albums that they want to play. They want the band to play. So they're heading back down under throughout September, and you can get your tickets for that one through Destroy All Lines. Possibly the biggest news from the week is the Amity Affliction are doing the Heaven and Hell, essentially a music festival in Brisbane on September 14. Now this already features the likes of Underoath, Crossfaith, Pagan, Thornhill, Void of Vision, Southeast Desert Metal, Endless Heights, and it's also going to include Trophy Eyes and Make Them Suffer, who were just added to the lineup this week. Now Brisbane hasn't had anything like this before. It's being held at the River Stage, which is the very old, old venue where Soundwave Festival used to be held back in the day. So if Brisbane can get together and sell this out then maybe just maybe we might see more of this in future because the other cities in Sydney and Melbourne they're not getting this they're just getting the normal typical tour so this is our chance to prove that we have the ability to sell out a show like this which I should point out is attached to Brisbane Festival as well so get your tickets for that one through Live Nation but the big sound lineup for 2019 was announced this week this takes place in Brisbane through September 3 to 7 and it's essentially like South by Southwest a big music junket held in Australia a lot of bands upcoming and established go to this event to sort of get themselves out there a bit more and set themselves up for future years. In the past we've come across bands like Polaris, The Beautiful Monument, Pagan, High Tension, Endless Heights and they've gone on to do big things afterwards as well too. This year we're going to see the likes of Relica, Being Jane Lane, Bad Dreams, Concrete Surfers, Dreg, The Dead Love, Outright and so many more flying the flag for heavy music. For all the details on who's playing just head to wallofsoundau.com and go search for Big sound there. But to celebrate Relica, who I cannot wait to meet in person, they've been doing some big things in New South Wales and I'm stoked to see them venture out of the state for this. Let's get on their song, which is absolutely blowing up on Spotify and across all of their music platforms. This is the halfway point on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall.
and this is Wall of Sound up against the wall. Your t- 
back from the band Dope on Wall of Sound up against the wall. Those guys are touring with this band. Hey, it's Tony Campos from Static X. You're listening to Wall of Sound up against the wall. Here's something I never thought I would ever say. Static X are touring Australia again as part of the Wayne Static Memorial and the Wisconsin Death Trip Anniversary Tour. Here to chat all about it is Tony Campos. Mate, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. Seriously, if you would have told me two years ago that you guys would be touring Australia again, I would have told you to get fucked. Like, this is massive news not only for the band, but fans like myself who never got the opportunity to see Static X live before. Like, the hype and anticipation that's building up around these shows, it it must be blowing your mind to see all these fans wanting to see you guys again. Yeah, it's really cool. And, like, fans like you that didn't get to see the band. Uh, I'm just in my travels uh, throughout the, the years... Uh, with other bands, uh, I've come across a lot of people, a lot of fans that love the band, but never got to see the band either because they got into the band late or the band just never went to their countries, you know? So to be able to bring that not only to our old fans, but to fans that never got to see it is really cool. And uh, I'm really excited to get this out and uh, get people to not only uh, experience it again one more time, uh, but to actually experience Static X for the first time live. Right, for those who have been uh, living under a rock, how did this idea come about? Obviously, there was the big crowdfunder for the album and the tour, and that just exceeded all expectations. But before then, like, because obviously people might be a bit hesitant about the idea and some absolutely for it, like myself. Like, what was the definitive moment that you realised, okay, we should do this? Um... I think, uh, you know, once we all got in the room together for the first time in in many, many years, uh, you know, it felt right. It just clicked. Uh, you know, the three of us, you know, myself, Ken Jay, and Kuichi Fukuda, uh, just getting in the same room again, you know, it just felt right. And I had the belief that, you know, had Wayne overcome his addictions and, distanced himself from the negative people in his life that were enabling his his addictions uh had he done that uh, he'd be here with us right now doing this uh with us and you know once we all the three of us got into the room with uh, together for the first time you know that just reinforced that that feeling for me and uh we all feel that way so it, it, it felt right and then uh, once we uh, approached Wayne's family uh, about doing this and showing them what we're going to do, how we're going to pull this off live, and uh, just uh, showing them how we're, we're going to do all this, and once they gave us their blessing and approval, then we knew it was, yeah, this is the right thing to do and the right time to do it. Yeah, and that's the thing as well that I want to point out. Like, it's not like you've gone behind the family's backs to do this. You've gone to them to seek their permission and approval, and they're all for the idea, which is, you know, great to see in itself that you can do something like this that not only pays tribute to Wayne, but also gives something back to the fans who have been there since day one. Yeah, absolutely. It was really important for me to, you know, make sure Wayne's family was was okay with everything we were doing. I mean, blood's thicker than water, and yeah, you know, he, he was our friend and our brother, but that was their son, you know? 
uh, that was their brother. Uh, so, you know, it was really, I know, I mean, I know how I would feel, you know, if somebody, you know, one of my siblings died and somebody wanted to do something. Um, so it was really important for me to, to make sure they were okay with everything. And, and uh, we're fortunate to have their backing and their blessing to do it all. Well, you look at everything that's happened so far. I mean, let's go back to when you first put the idea out there about Project Regeneration, the album. You made a call out for fans to uh, contribute to make this album a, a reality. And it just exceeded all expectations so quickly. Like you had set all these goals for what you needed in order to obtain guest uh, vocals and then obviously do a tour. And, you know, I was checking in every week with this, doing stories about it. And literally you were just beating goal by goal by goal with everything that came through. So, you know, for the naysayers, there's obviously a want and a need there from the fans who wanted to see this happen as well. Yeah, yeah, the the support has been really overwhelming to be able to to get this out and worldwide, like we can now do because of uh, the support from the fans. Uh, it's just it's been overwhelming. Well, let's take a look at these shows. They are being dubbed as a Wayne Static Memorial. And obviously, you've got the the man in question wearing the Wayne Static mask fronting. Like, his identity is remaining secret because you kind of don't want to take away from Wayne. Is is that probably the best way to sort of explain that? Yeah, that, that was kind of the idea behind it, you know. Like, we didn't want it to come out and the first thing people say it was like oh here's static x uh, moving on with their new singer you know that's not what this is about uh it's about remembering the original lineup the original record the the good times we all had together back when we started doing this and remembering wayne for the guy he was back then and uh just having a good time remembering the good times and so taking away the focus from the singer the new singer quote unquote um, I just think it helps uh, in achieving that. And uh, we didn't want it to be like a, a Van Hagar situation where, you know, here's a, here's a static Hagar. You know? So, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, with the mask and, you know, when, when you come out and you see the show and the lights go out and the stage production comes on and you see the four guys up on stage, and you get have that silhouette of uh, Wayne, you know, and you're trying to bring back the vibes and the visuals and trying to bring it back as close as possible to the sights and sounds and the feelings that you had when you first saw the band. So the mask uh, helps accomplish both those things. That just goes to show how much thought you've put into this. This isn't a situation of jumping on stage with a couple of lights and maybe smoke. You're talking about production. You're talking about things that, you know, you really want to make this something to remember. And with everything we've read so far, I guess, you know, the last thing we obviously need to see is for you to bring this down here already um, so we can see it firsthand what it's going to be like. Yeah, yeah. I'm really, really excited to bring this out. Uh, we're we're going to start the actual full production rehearsals on Wednesday and uh, we're actually going to try everything out for the first time. We, we've uh, the band, I should say, has uh, has been re- just rehearsing in a small room uh, for like the last three weeks. So the band itself is pretty pretty tight. Actually, uh, Ken J is actually staying at my house. So, <laughs> uh, we've been reconnecting. Uh, but yeah, the band's going to be tight. And uh, once we get into the big room on Wednesday. We'll get all the production aspects ironed out. And, uh, you know, we, we put a lot of thought and effort in, into this show. And uh, I, I think uh, fans will walk away, you know, feeling like 
yeah, we got to see and experience Static X one more time. Well, look, we can't wait to see it eventually make its way down to Australia, kicking off August 22nd. But right now, to get us all pumped up for this, let's get on a classic Static X track. This is Push It on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. Static X pushed it on Wall of Sound up against the wall. Tony from the band joining me now. Uh, we spoke about the tour before, but let's talk about this album, Project Regeneration. Uh, it's essentially old recordings that you've come across from Wayne Static, and you've finished them off and put them into new songs, essentially. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, uh, we started out with five demos that a producer friend of ours uh, handed to me uh, that he received from Wayne shortly before his passing. And uh, I sat on them for a couple of years and then uh, revisited the, uh, the, the the demos and uh, you know, got in touch with the guys and we, uh, you know, to see if we could do something with them. And uh, so that, that got the ball rolling. And then our uh, longtime producer, Ulrich Wild, turned me on to... Uh, um, B-sides. Well, I wouldn't even say B-sides. Just like uh, songs that didn't even make the record, uh, the Start of War record that uh, we had Wayne's folk performances on. So we uh, took those songs and uh, rewrote the music 
and kept Wayne's vocal performances. And uh, so we had all of a sudden we had three songs with Wayne's vocals on them. And and one of the one of the songs on the that was developed from the original uh, five demos that that I initially got that featured Wayne's vocals. So we had uh, four songs with Wayne's vocals, and then the the other four songs of those original demos we were going to have guest vocalists come in to finish off. Uh, but that was the, the initial plan. Then in the process of uh, looking for backing tracks, we found an additional seven, eight songs that Wayne had demoed. And what was funny about those was that uh, the majority of that stuff was just vocal tracks. There wasn't any music accompanying that stuff. Uh, I'm guessing the the music he had written for that was lost. Uh, I, I think at the time he was recording on two different machines and one he was recording his vocals on and the other was for the music and those music tapes got lost i mean we were lucky to find uh, these other tapes uh all of a sudden we had all these songs with wayne's vocals on them so we wrote a, a brand new music for a lot of that stuff and finished off um those tracks and you know we have that now the majority of this record is going to feature Wayne's vocals. Which is incredible because at least all of that music gets used because it's just been sitting there, not say essentially waiting for a rainy day, but like waiting for an opportunity like this where it can actually go towards something and, and keep that legacy alive, so to say. Yeah, and, and what's really cool about, about that that later stuff that we found uh, with Wayne's vocals, he's singing a lot more. And uh, I, so it leads me to believe that he recorded that stuff around the uh, Shadow Zone Star to War era, and I think uh, why he kind of put these in the vault was that I, I guess he'd, he had uh, decided to go back to the more staccato, gruff uh, vocal style. You know, but, but when Wayne wanted to sing, man, he could really sing. He had a, a really awesome, unique voice, and uh, you know, so f for fans to get to actually hear him sing, uh, I think it's going to be a, an extra special treat. Yeah, especially if there's going to be songs on there uh, that are similar to The Shadow Zone. I mean, that was my introduction to Static X, and then obviously from there, that's when I went back to Wisconsin. And, you know, to hear that combination of those and the heavier stuff, I mean, it's going to please any fan out there, even the harshest critic, especially if they're, you know, full songs that have just been waiting for a backing instrumental. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I, I really think the fans are going to dig this stuff. Well, what's the, the current status of the album? I mean, the last correspondence we had was you'd obviously found those new songs and you didn't have the need for the guest vocalist anymore. Ha have we got a release date set at the moment or is it still sort of, you know, putting pieces together? Uh, we're in the process of finishing up the tracking. Uh, I, I just finished up uh, the last of my bass tracks and backing vocals, uh like four or five days ago uh so it's just little things here and there that we got to finish up and uh we've already started handing stuff off to ulrich wild uh to mix for us and our plan is by the time we leave for this u.s tour to have everything handed off to ulrich so he can mix at his leisure and by the time we get done with this first u.s leg uh it should be mixed and ready to go. Uh, so we're hoping to have it ready to go for a fall release. Excellent. So that would be equivalent of our spring, uh, summer, I think. So like December, September, that kind of area. Oh, yeah, right. I keep forgetting you guys are on the other side of the <laughs> 
And uh, the big question, obviously, is what happens after after this tour finishes? Uh, is the band going to continue on, or would you consider doing any more anniversary tours like Machine in 2021 or Shadow Zone in 2023? Uh, you know, we haven't really thought that far ahead, actually. Uh, we're just kind of enjoying the moment, uh, just, uh, just in the now, you know, just like trying to do this as best as we can and really just enjoy our, you know, our company again. And just like, you know, to be on a bus with these guys again after so long, you know, I'm really looking forward to, to that and traveling the world with these guys. And, uh, so when this is all said and done, uh, we'll see. I mean, if it's something the fans want, I'm certainly not opposed to it. I still want to go do other things. I, I'd love to go work with Ministry again. Uh, I'd love to go uh, do some shows with the Cavalera Brothers. Uh, I still have another Asesino record to finish. Uh, the plan is uh, Dino and Emilio can finish up writing music while I'm out on tour. So when I get back at the end of the year, the music's done. So all I have to do is show up and uh, scream some obscenities in Spanish. <laughs> and uh, we got our, we got ourselves an Asesino record. So... You know, uh, I still want to do other things, uh, but, uh, you know, if it's something the fans want, then, you know, we'll, we'll definitely uh, keep it in mind for sure. Perfect. Well, we'll wait and see what happens after these tours, after the album comes out, and I can guarantee, like, people are going to want to see more and more of Static X after this. The tour kicks off in Australia August 22nd. Get your tickets right now through Metropolis Touring. Tony Campos from Static X, thank you so much for the chat. All right, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Trying to make me 
wall of sound up against the wall with Brownie.
there for a group called Skinned. It's called Jim Jones on Wall of Sound up against the wall. Now that song itself was based upon a serial killer which is exactly the idea behind all of the songs that Skinned do. Now they're an industrial duo and they essentially write songs about serial killers and when you check out the music videos they're absolutely so fucked up and twisted that you just can't stop watching. Now recently one of our writers Ebony's story caught up with Skinned, the front woman herself, to find out more details about the band, how they got together and what their purpose is. Um, skin came to be because of my imaginary friend um, who like showed me all the bad stuff in the world. Like he opened my mind to true crime, and that's how I started writing songs about true crime. And a few years back, I've been in Australia, and I met Father. So I walked towards him. I sat next to him, and we started talking. And we felt this kind of like this twin flame connection. And um, the next day we went to the studio and we started working on our songs. And that's how Skinned started or got alive. I never found anyone to make that kind of music with me. But then I met Father and he was the one and that's how everything got started. Keep your eye on Skinned. I can guarantee we're going to see some big things from them. They've already supported the likes of Rob Zombie overseas, and this is just the start of what they're going to do next, so check them out soon. Lots of new stuff came out this week. We'll get to the new one from Bare Bones in a second, but right now I wanted to turn your attention to Sleeping With Sirens. Now, their last album, Gossip, didn't really do too well with fans because it bordered more on that melodic side of what the band are known for instead of their post-hardcore days from way back in the day. However, they've returned to the heavy with their new song, Leave It All Behind. And at first, I'll admit this, I didn't like Kellen Quinn's voice, I thought it was a bit too auto-tuned, but the more and more I listened to it, the more it became an earworm, and it's essentially become my favourite song of the week. So check this out, brand new stuff from Sleeping With Sirens, it's called Leave It All Behind, on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall.
Hey, it's Tom from Barebones, and you're listening to Wall of Sound Up Against the Wall. the brand new single for Sydney's Bare Bones. It's called Crawl the Night on Wall of Sound Up Against the Wall. Not attached to an album as of yet, just a standalone single, but they're playing a couple of single launch shows in Sydney and Melbourne. Plus, they're going to be in Brisbane for the Dead of Winter Festival as well. All the details about the bones can be found at wallofsoundau.com. But that's it for this week's podcast. Thank you so much for checking us out again. Next week on the show, I'm going to be having a chat to Alex from Drown This City, a fantastic upcoming band from right
right here in Australia who just got signed to UNFD and have a new EP on the way soon. We're going to talk all about that, the struggles that they've faced over the years and how they've finally found the right calling and the right lineup for the band to make them go forward. But to get you ready for that episode, I'm getting on their brand new song. This is In Your Image, brand new stuff for Drown This City. On Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall, my name is Brownie. I'll catch you next week. 